What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Hashtag Ask Live Lean TV. Let's get into it. This is going to be a high energy show. Enjoy. What's up, guys? Welcome back to episode number 27. 27. Hashtag Ask Live Lean TV. So, this is the series where if you want your questions answered on camera, on a show with us, we'll shout you out on social media. Put them using hashtag AskLivingTV on Twitter, right here, at Brad Guthrow, on Snapchat, on Instagram, and Facebook. Mm -hmm. So um, the best way to get it on is with Twitter because we can limit you to 140 characters so you don't we don't take over the entire show by just reading your question, right? Yeah, try to keep your questions concise, but also you know give us some background information about you so we can you know, be a little bit more specific with our answers. Yeah, so the, you guys make this show. So your questions make the show. When you ask interesting questions, um, creative questions, and if you're wondering, have we already answered your question, you can simply go to our website, liveleantv.com, and in the search bar, type in your question, and I'm sure something will come up. You can do the same thing on, in our YouTube channel as well. So let's keep the questions fresh and new for everybody. Okay, you ready? Yep, ready. Let's do this. All right, let's jump right into it. Can't first. wait to see what you guys have for us this week. All right, first question comes from Twitter from Chris Bravo. He says, how can I fix tight hamstrings and hip flexors? All right, Chris, let's talk about those hammies. So <laughs> tight hamstrings and hips is super, super common for all athletes, I'd say especially for dudes. And I think the main issue is dudes more than females tend to skip stretching. So a lot of people think that like you become tight like from working out, but in my opinion, it's from lack of stretching. So it's not like working out doesn't make you tight because you look at like a gymnast, for example, they're a great example of someone who's totally strong and totally flexible at the same time because they, um, they dedicate equal amounts of their time to both things. Yeah, but I got to pick on what you just said there. You said working out doesn't make you tight. Working out makes you tight when you don't have flexibility. If you, you don't stretch. Yeah, but you can be tight and not even work no, out at all. I, I, I know I've had a lot of office workers 100%. as clients who come in, they haven't lifted at all and they're super tight. Yeah, so but, it's not the working out that makes it happen. But if you're lifting weights and you're not really going through full range of motion, like you're just like in, like if you're doing a bicep curl, like here to here, here to here, here to here. Depends. Yeah, like if you're not taking it fully through to take it full the full range of motion from the, the shortening of the muscle to the lengthening of the muscle, you're gonna be getting tighter. So if you are lifting weights, you gotta just, like I, I keep saying, when whatever your priority is with your training, if, if you want to increase your flexibility, you have to make that your priority. So the priority principle, you do your flexibility type uh, mobility work up front, and then you do it at the end of your workout as well. And just if you have 60 minutes, you're going to have to allocate more time to the flexibility and mobility than to the strength training or to the hit or the cardio, whatever it may be. And you know what, if you feel like totally bored with stretching, like I know that's the excuse that a lot of guys give, like, oh, but you know, I work out 60 minutes a day and I don't feel like using some of that for stretching. Yeah. Um, you can intermix your mobility work with your lifting stuff. So like he's saying, doing full range of motion on all your lifts instead of short range motion. Mm -hmm. um, you can also use your rest periods from your lifting set as a stretch period. So instead of just sitting there, like, you know, a lot of programs will say 60 seconds rest or yeah. 90 seconds rest. Instead of just sitting there for 90 seconds, why don't you stretch your hamstrings during that time? And so. then one other thing is when you're at home, if you're watching the game or you're watching TV, don't just sit on the couch and keeping you in that weird angle where your hips are up and you're in that 90 degrees. We're not built that way. 
get down on the floor and do some foam rolling. Get down on the floor, do a couch stretch. That's what I do. Like we don't even have a couch mm -hmm. in our place. We're we not, do it at the airport. We're not yeah. gonna bring a couch into our home because we wanna be yeah. on the floor. We, we decided on the no couch life. Yeah, so um, you know, get a foam roller. Get uh, get like a lacrosse ball uh -huh. and make and it a, a nice priority. And a comfy rug that you like to lay down on and get down there. Yeah, make stretching a priority and you will see a massive difference. Okay, next question. Anna Klug on YouTube says, part of my vision involves me waking up and having lots of energy throughout my day. How has having a baby, aka loss of sleep, affected your day-to-day -day energy levels and any tips on maintaining energy? She has a baby and a toddler. Well, first of all, I have to commend you on actually having a vision for your health. I think that's great. Yeah. It sounds like you read my book. And if you did read my book, because I talk a lot about vision in my Think and Live Lean book, if you haven't picked that up yet, go pick it up, thinkandlivelean.com. We talk about having a vision and goals for your health. Um, so one of your visions is having more energy. That's great. Um, we're going through this right now with having little baby Kyla. She's like going on three months old now. She's getting better with her sleep. But over the last couple nights, she's been a little salty. And then the night previous or the night after that, I had a little strain in my trap and I can't, you know, lay down for too long because it gets really tight and I just can't get comfortable. So I was like up at 1.30 in the morning didn't sleep at all for the last two days, so my energy is, is low. But it's just, it's a cycle of your life. If you're raising a child, it's just something you're gonna have to go through. Um, yeah, so it is hard, and we've definitely been struggling in the last, like, you know, two months or almost three months with our own energy levels. But I think some of the things that we do to help is we eat a really healthy diet. I think that helps a ton. I know it sounds super cliche, and everyone's yeah. always talking about how your food affects your energy levels. It really does. Like, it's legit. If you eat a bunch of junk food, you're going to feel low. You're going to feel tired. You're going to feel lethargic. But when you eat healthier foods, like a lot of vegetables and fruit, you actually feel more energy and, you know, healthy fats and mm -hmm. all of that. So follow, try to follow a balanced and healthy diet. I know it's easier said than done, but if you make the effort to do that, you will feel a difference in your energy. We also use a greens supplement powder. Like we like Organifi and Athletic Greens. We'll link both of those down for you guys below. Um, we both have that kind of powder drink mix daily, either in our protein shake or in a separate drink mix. That helps a lot. Um, and then also, you know, reaching out and asking for help. If you can get your, the kids' grandparents to come over and babysit, that, that's one of our tricks that we use. Having the grandparents around helps us get time away because sometimes it's restful just to be away for an yeah. hour. Like you don't even need to sleep, but just get away and just have like an hour to yourself. Then you come back feeling more energized. Yeah, and I would say just one other thing to that is fresh air. Yeah, so get out. You may feel yeah. sluggish at home. You may feel like just sitting on the couch, eating potato chips, eating whatever crap. If you actually get up, get outside, go for a walk, go for like a light workout or something, like you're gonna feel the energy just rise. Yeah, it's so true. That helps a lot. And breathing, try deeper breaths. That should help give you more energy too. Okay, next question from Twitter from uh, Leonie Just says, you have mentioned a couple times about weighing food and portion control. How do I know what it should be? Mm, yeah, totally good question. We do talk a lot about weighing your food and knowing your portions and everything. And that's a great question. Like, how do you know what is it supposed to be? The answer depends on your overall picture. So first you want to find out how many calories do you need to maintain your current weight? Then how many calories would you need to get to your ideal weight? Because if you want to lose weight, that should be a little bit lower number than what it takes to maintain. So knowing the difference between those two numbers and then setting yourself out a whole meal plan. So just take one day 
and figure out how many times a day you want to eat. For some people it's two, some people it's six. So figure out what is your ideal number of meals. And then you can break down that big calorie number into how many calories you need per meal. And Brad has a great video on this. What's the video called again? I think if you just look up, if you how just go calories? to Live Lean TV, look up how many calories do I need a day. We'll link it yes. below. Check that out. Um, but it's not just calories that you're looking to break down. It's right. also macronutrients. So the proteins, of protein? fats, yeah. and carbohydrates. Exactly. But I got to throw this out there, guys. If you're just beginning, don't let this overwhelm you. Like yeah. I get emails from people all the time saying, oh, like I'm lost. I don't know how many this. Like don't overanalyze the numbers. I want you guys focusing first on learning how to eat real food, learning how to make it taste delicious because so many people they just feel like if it's not processed, it's not gonna taste good, which is completely false. I would rather you guys learn how to cook, learn how to put meals together, learn how to use spices, and learn how to prep the food as opposed to counting your calories. Because I think in the end of it, if you're eating real food, you're gonna feel more full, so you're not gonna overeat, and nature is just gonna take care of itself. But once you get to that point and you have a specific goal that you want, like if you're going to lose 20 pounds in 20 weeks or whatever it is, that's when you then dial in the nutrition side, like with the calories and the macronutrients. And if this overwhelms you, let us do it for you. Mm -hmm. And we're, by the time you watch this video, um, our brand new program is going to be out. It's called Live Lean Diet livelean20diet.com and it basically is 20 recipes using a total of 20 ingredients. So all 20 recipes only use 20 ingredients. You go to the grocery store, we give you a grocery list that has 20 ingredients on it. You can make every but single the recipe. Don't use all 20. No, they you can make some of every single recipe yeah. in that cookbook and it, you can do them all in 20 minutes or less. We have all the macros broken out for you. Um, there's, an, there's an option to add meal plans for guys and add a meal plan for a girl. And there's also an option to add the cooking videos with it where we'll show you how to cook. So if all this stuff overwhelms you, that right there is the program for you. And it's so affordable and so easy to use. I highly recommend you guys do this and stop the over analysis, stop the freaking out, stop letting it overwhelm you. Just put you know a little bit of investment into you and get that done, and it's so Absolutely. cheap. Yeah, and one thing is like he's saying, if you're um, like super focused on calories and macros and everything, and say you do that super strict for like seven days, and then you totally get overwhelmed and bogged down by it, and you just hate it, and then you go back to just eating crap again. Yeah, that's worse for you than if you were to just ignore your calories, ignore your macros, and just eat clean for a while. Yeah, train yourself to eat home cooked meals. Um, you know, focus on the types of foods that's going to be better for you in the long run than yeah. if you had like one week of perfect macros. Yeah, like, that like make sense? cooking is a life skill that mm -hmm. if you want to be healthy, you have to learn. I know there's a lot of yes. dudes out there who watch this channel who are like 24, 25 years old and they're just like, they want to go to Chipotle like every day, they want to go here every day. Yeah. But trust me, guys, not only is it attractive to be a male that knows how to cook and can cook for your significant other. Like it's gonna help you get the body, the confidence and everything else you want. So just don't be one of those like meathead dudes that just eats out all the time, counts his macros in his phone, you know, fits his Burger King in or fits his Chipotle or Chick-fil-A, all those things. Learn to cook at home, like I'm telling you. Yeah, because doing all that macro, you know, tracking and everything, being very specific, but fitting in junk foods, that's, that's gonna help you in the short term. Well, it may help you in the short term. You may be able to get really shredded for a few months, but good luck sustaining that for years, you know? And that's what our channel is all about, is like sustaining a lean lifestyle yeah. for years. Like Brad and I have been doing this for years now. But it's not to say that you can't have junk food, it's just that we have a right. cheat meal once a week. So right. 
it's not like we're I'm saying it's you don't want to live on junk no, food but daily. It sounded like you were like, you oh, know, no. yeah, I'm I just want to never have junk food. I just want to put yeah. that out there. If you guys watch us, you know we have pizza like once a week. We have this yes. one like it, so we're but good. But that's what our living 20 diet is to teach you how you can fit in cheat meals like the way that we do yeah. and they make no detriment to your yeah. results. Yeah, and the meal plans we have you fitting in a cheat meal yes. and we give you calorie numbers that you can get within that. It's all done for you guys. Go check it out. Let's go on to the next Absolutely. question. Cheat meal is an important part of living lean. Yes. <laughs> okay. So Kathy Figueroa says, any tips, advice to recover from a week of poor eating? Well, this is kind of on topic, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, meaning I had one too many cheat meals this week and this week was not my usual. So do you recommend going low carb for the next mm. entire week? Because I feel like I have a food baby. Honestly, first of all, you got to look at it as what happened, happened. That's back there. You can't do anything about that right now. All you can do is about what's this way, which is into the future. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like you're looking to the future. What should I do? So if you really did go off the rails last week, it would be important that you drink a lot of water because we've got to flush a lot of that stuff out. So um, basically, like I drink about four liters of water a day, but drink even more if you feel like you're really bloated and sugary because that water is going to help reduce the water buildup. Um, and then try to drink, eat a lot of vegetables. We got to alkalize your body again because you probably have a lot of acidity in there from all the sugar. And uh, just keep moving forward. Like it's not to say that you have to eat salads with just lettuce for the yeah. next week. Yeah. It's like you know, put your healthy fats in there, get your proteins in there, but you know, just try to keep it clean. Yeah, the other thing I'd like to add is like, don't set yourself for another binge by going way too strict yeah. and way too low. So you're saying, should I do a low carb entire week? I would say yes and no, like maybe slightly low carb, but don't go like zero carb because you know what's going to happen at the end of that. Like by Friday rolls around, you're going to be like, mmm, pizza, ice cream. You're going to be like all just obsessed with thoughts of carby foods because your body needs yeah. carbs. So I would say maybe just, you know, have half your normal serving of sweet potato or, you know, just knock the carbs down just a little bit. But don't just go all out balls to the wall because yeah. you're setting yourself up for another. That's what we call yo-yo dieting yeah. is when you have one strict week and then one terrible and week. And look at it this way, guys. Um, just say, I don't know, Kathy, but just say she's 25 years old. So she still has 75 years to live if she's going to live to 100. So you think like a one week out of another 75 years of living is going to be that detrimental to you that you have to like go on this extreme recovery diet it's not as big of a deal when you look at it in a whole picture. Mm -hmm. So just get Absolutely. back to living lean, get back to the fundamentals that we're talking about, and that stuff is all in the past. Yeah, remember what the goal is. The goal is living lean. It's not just being lean for one week or so. You have to just keep the big picture in yeah. mind. Okay, next question on YouTube from Jose Lastra says, how can you elevate, or sorry, how can you evaluate the results from your workout and maintain the spirit when you don't see any real change? Okay, so how do we evaluate results? For us, it's more about progress photos. That's always been the best, easiest way to see um, change over time because the scale, I'm so tired of the weight scale. I just feel like people obsess over the numbers on the weight scale. Oh, I gained a pound, I lost a pound, or you know, it's like you could have just taken a big fat dump, you know, that'll help <laughs> you lose a pound. So it's seriously like you guys realize, right? That your bowels contain weight and food has weight and water has weight. And so all of that stuff affects your weight on the scale. So I don't like going by that at all. Um, for me, progress pictures are more of a um, true telling, although there is lighting issues yeah. and, you know, time of day things your and tan. posing. <laughs> yeah. And your tan. So the, 
there's a lot of things that can affect your progress. So for me, it's more just like taking a real look at yourself, trying to have a real objective view. And then also maybe working with a trainer who knows you and who can see if you're progressing um, within your workouts as well as just like yeah. visually. So let's, let's assume that you're talking about results if you're talking about just body composition, right? Mm -hmm. So if there, there's other athletes out there who are watching this channel that, you know, body composition and physique is one thing, but that's not the most important thing. It's it's being an athlete, it's being performance-wise. So if you want to train performance-wise, you got to be tracking your lift or tracking your lifts. So in a journal, you should be saying, I benched this this week. So is your bench going up or is your sprint, is your 40-yard dash going up? Um, but just getting back to the point with the weight scale, though, like you said, like if you weigh yourself in the morning and then you weigh yourself at night, it, you're going to have like a three pound difference. So if you're yeah, not consistent with when you're doing your measurements, then you're, it's going to look like you're not progressing at all. So yeah. make sure that you're weighing yourself first thing in the morning if you're going to do that. But I would prefer you use body fat percentage as opposed to the weight on the scale. Yeah. So if you, um, you could buy a handheld body fat analyzer, but just n realize that that handheld body fat analyzer is not going to be 100% on point. But analyzer? Analyzer. Hmm. Analyzer, but at least it's going to have a baseline for you. So you can just be like, okay, today I'm 12%. Maybe you really are 10% or maybe you really are 15%. But regardless of what you really are, at least you have that baseline so you know that if it's going down, you're progressing and you're getting better. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if you are, um, you know, adamant about weighing yourself or, t or testing your body fat with a scale or something, just make sure that you're actually charting that data so you can see a trend and then also make sure that you're doing it at a consistent time of day when you have the same amount of food and sleep and water and all those kind of controllable elements and are the, the same. And the final point on this is give it time. Consistency and patience. If you don't, if you're not consistent and you're not patient with your live lean journey, you're just gonna ruin yourself. So it takes time. We didn't get like this for training for four weeks. It took like 12 years of training consistently to get to, get to the point where we are today. He also wanted to know how do you maintain your spirit when you don't see results. Well, that's what I'm saying is it takes consistency and patience. Well, I have one more thing to add to that. If you haven't seen any result at all after four weeks, then I would say change your program. Something with your program or your eating isn't working for you. And you have to be really honest. Did you actually follow the program? That's a big thing. And if you didn't actually follow it, then maybe it's a good program, but you just need to actually follow it. But if you did actually follow it and you don't see results, then I would say try a different program, try a different approach for you. Maybe your body responds um, better to endurance cardio than it does to HIIT cardio. I mean, we normally recommend HIIT cardio, but some people's bodies are different. So you just have to really experiment and don't give up. But in my opinion, as a trainer, if I have seen zero result in four weeks, that's not a good thing. That's sort of a sign that, that something ain't right. Either you're not doing your job or the program's not doing its job for you. Dex2Real says, if you're tracking calories, should you log in cooking oils using to cook your food, like for example, coconut oil? Ah, uh, yes. This question we get, uh, I don't know if we get yeah. this question a lot, but it always is a topic it's on a people's good, it's mind. It's a good question, and I don't think it's really clear what the answer yeah, is. Yeah, I mean, I don't have an exact answer for you, but all I know is I, I understand. Like when you put a tablespoon of coconut oil in a frying pan and you're frying up like chicken or whatever it is, there's always oil left in the pan. Does that mean you use 14 <laughs> grams of coconut oil? So you're probably right. not using it all, but you still do need to count that in. I would you know, rather you be under than to overestimate, so. And we know Dex from, you guys probably saw his transformation photo, awesome job, Dexter. Um, you, we know that you are looking to gain muscle, gain weight. 
um, which is usually the opposite of what most people who may be listening to this, they want to lose weight. So in, in that situation, you may not have to really count that because it's okay if your calories are a little bit higher than you estimated. But for people who want to lose weight and they're really um, kind of like stuck at a certain weight and not seeing progress change, then you got to get a little more strict and yes, count everything that you cook with. So it just kind of depends. Yeah. I'd say for a weight loss client, definitely count everything for you, Dex. Maybe don't count it. And no, I would. It's just count it, man. Seriously. Really? It's, it's in your food. Yeah, I know. But and if he's fat, a little so over like, in calories a... than he wanted to be, then you know. Just count it as what you're putting in it. Rough. Make it simple on yourself. Yeah. All right. Everybody count. <laughs> we do count it, just so you guys know. In the Live Lean 20 diet, all cooking oils are counted in the. Yeah, macros. I mean, all our recipes we're counting yeah. in the full amount. So. Yeah. Okay. Next question from Snapchat from Umi Cal says, "Would you rather have?" A metabolism that never failed or kidneys that never failed. <laughs> Can I have both working properly, yeah, please? I'll take both for both. 100, please. Yeah, and plus your kidneys are part of your metabolism, so I don't know if that makes sense to me. Yeah, I'm not really understanding. I don't want any of my organs to fail. I mean, I don't really understand the value that we could bring by answering that question no. now that I'm seeing it. Like, what does that even mean? Like, I want both working. That's what we're trying to teach is... You guys to be, yeah. I mean, if your metabolism's failing, you're screwed. If your kidneys are failed, you're screwed. So like, what's yeah. there? Well, maybe get back to us. Maybe we're not reading into that question wrong, or maybe just give us a little more insight but, into what it is you're looking for. So yeah, I okay. want my metabolism working for sure. You got to take care of your metabolism by eating healthy foods. Okay. So Tori story 15, along with diet and exercise, what are your thoughts on waist training for weight loss? Okay, so waist training. What do you mean by waist training? Does that mean? I think waist training is when you wear a tight like girdle around your waist and you train it to be small. Okay, because right? it could also mean like spot reduction training like to your waist, like just core crunch, training. crunch, crunch. So to answer the second part of that, you guys know we always say there's no such thing as spot reduction. If you want to lose belly fat or reduce the weight around your waist, crunches are not the way yeah, to you go. Know what, though? She says along with diet and exercise. So I think. This is non-exercise. I think she means waist training, like cinching your waist, because that's not exercise. Okay, well. Yeah, I, I would say <laughs> my answer to that is no, I don't. I mean, maybe waist trainers make your waist a little smaller temporarily. Like when you first take it off, you're probably like, ooh, my waist is tiny. But I don't think that that result is going to last over time. I'm pretty sure if you wore a waist trainer on Monday, by Friday, the results would be gone. And I, I don't know. I've never tried it. And I don't think it's healthy anyway. I don't like, think it's good for If you organs, think like yeah. you're like tying a knot around your organs and like squeezing you in like this. And I think if you looked at like the old school times when women wore corsets and they just tied it in, like I think they weren't like, they had issues after that because everything was just constricted <laughs> yeah. in. It wasn't done by health and nutrition. It was done by physically tying something around your waist. So yeah. I would, I'm not for it. But. I know that's been a really big trend, especially among women. Like in the last couple of years, you see on Instagram, like freaking everybody, Kardashians are like cinching their waist and stuff. I don't think that it's a long-term healthy thing for you to do. Um, I don't have any personal experience with it. None of my clients have used it because I recommend they do it the live lean way and actually yeah. eat good food and actually work out. feels it, like it's a it shortcut. Just, yeah, it seems like a silly magic bullet trend that's going to be okay. gone pretty soon. So that's what we think. All right, next question on Snapchat from Emily Jane 109 says, what would it take for you to do the 10,000 calorie cheat day? One million or $3 million? <laughs> <laughs> I'll take a million. <laughs> yeah, would someone actually pay me a million dollars to eat 10,000 no, calories? No, I mean, honestly, like... Once I'd try at least. I don't once, know if I could do it. Once again, like, I think back 
2014 on our BGTV channel, we did a full day of eating junk food, like fast food. And we calculated all the calories up. And I think I only got to 6,000 maybe, 5,000. Yeah, I don't remember. We got to look back at that video. I don't know how many calories it was. I don't know if we were aiming for a calorie goal. I think we were. just we were. trying to be fast food all day. And we, so we started off, we were in Toronto at the time. So we started off with Tim Hortons and I remember getting a donut and getting like a bagel and stuff. Then we went to Wendy's and had a big calorie binge, like fries and soda, fries and soda. And it felt so gross after that. And then it was hours went by before we ate again. And we're like, the only restaurant that I think I could stomach at this point was Subway because at least it's like vegetables and on bread, which is, doesn't seem as bad. And then we calculated the next day and it was like 6,000. I was like, man, I only made like 60% of the way there. So (laughs) I'd like to go. I'd like to have another go at it because I think I could get there if I did pizza. You think you could do it? I think if pizza, probably. That's the hard part about doing that challenge is you can't have any vegetables because they take up too much room in your stomach. So basically, everything you need to eat needs to be really greasy, uh, really sugary, really carby. You know, because those are the things that are going to get your calories up. So I've seen other people do it on YouTube and they're eating fried chicken and ice Mm. cream, and you just feel awful afterwards. I just. I don't even know if that'd be worth a million dollars. How bad you'd oh, feel? Oh damn, I'd take it. <laughs> I'm gonna say three million. I'll take the three mil option. <laughs> okay. Last question. Leonie just says, "Is soy sauce a good option for salads and marinades?" I personally am not a huge fan of soy sauce. I never add it to anything. Uh, like we sometimes have tamari sauce that yeah. we add to a few things, but it's not it's in like every. A it's soy. not an everyday yeah. thing. So no, we don't use it daily. I would say dinner. go back and watch uh, a recent episode on Live Lean TV with Jessica. She had like three ways to make your salads freakingly There's awesome. Three secrets for freaking awesome salads. Yeah, and yes. she showed a salad dressing that we always make. It's our like daily staple dressing, basically. We kind of go back and forth between balsamic vinegar, apple cider vinegar. But no, we don't ever use like tamari or soy in our dressing. Yeah, but then there's also like olive oil in it. She had spices to it. So there's other ways to get um, lower sodium stuff in there, more Mm -hmm. flavor in there than going soy sauce. So I would say no, but it's, you know, having soy sauce every once in a while with your sushi or something is fine. I don't personally do it. Yeah, I like it it. on sushi. You don't ever eat it on sushi. But yeah, I would have it once in a while, not daily. All right, gentlemen and ladies, that was an awesome show. Hopefully you enjoyed the questions and answers that we just threw your way. What's the question of the day? Um, question of the day. I, th- I think it's my turn for the question of the day. Is it? Okay, yeah. throw it out So, so let me think. Question of the day to you guys is we just wrapped up um, our yearly planning with our team here. And we, we're coming up with next year's plans, everything, programs that we want to do for you guys to help you guys live lean even more effectively. So um, what could we possibly do for you guys? Like, What are the one specific thing with your journey? How can we help you? Now, don't just say diet. Like specifically, what is it about the diet? Is it nutrition um, timing? Is it quantities, the quality of the food is that you don't know how to cook or if it's fitness related, like what specifically is it? Is it because you have sore knees so you need low impact cardio or what? Be specific with your answer. Put it down below how we could help you guys. Mm-hmm. All right. Sounds good. I'd love to hear your answers. Thank you so much for these questions and past ones and future ones. We just love interacting with you guys and you being a part of this show is the reason that this show exists. So keep the questions coming, keep being creative um, and just try to keep being clear with your questions so we understand them. And like, don't box yourself into the questions. Like we're an open book. Like 
you know, we're willing to go wherever you guys want to, yeah, wherever you guys want to go with the questions to keep things fresh and interesting and, you know, enjoyable for you guys. So yeah, I know that like the reason you guys are here is because you're interested in fitness and nutrition and learning more and, you know, getting better results and all of that stuff. But you know, we're all human beings too. So ask us questions about life, about family, about anything that, you know, just so we can all get to know each other more and build the community. Yeah. So thanks guys for tuning in. Thanks to the podcast for listening. Get over to the podcast if you haven't downloaded it and listen to us during your workouts, livingtv.com forward slash podcast. Rate, review over there as well. We love you and keep living lean. Living lean. Boy. Boy.